This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. I hope you're having a good week thus far. We're almost halfway through. And boy, as we get closer to the holidays, these days just seem to fly by. So I hope this finds you well this morning. Today we have Sue Richter with us. She's, of course, with the Vermilion County Museum. Always a pleasure to have her on. I'm trying to think if Don's traumatized me anymore with any of his articles. <laughs> Oh, Sue. Um, so talk about Don Richter. Tell us about the the man, the myth behind those articles. <laughs> oh, no, he's just ordinary. He just loves history and uh, always seems to be able to find that little kernel that's very interesting to be able to tell it to people. So he enjoys doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, I again, I enjoy reading his articles. It's always pretty fascinating. Um, but uh, again, every now and then, stories like Saint and the Elephant kind of traumatize me. <laughs> I still can't imagine that. Can you like envision that happening? That's so wild. It's so, yes, it is. Yes. And we had a lot of comments on the following week, too, with the, with the orphan train, because a lot of people told us, you know, their grandfather uh, came to the area that way. And so that was kind of interesting, too. That was. And I actually, I think there was a book about the orphan train and, you know, to think about how that happened and to think about the uh, commitment of people, the commitment to mankind to make sure that they're helping children and, and you know, not just letting them uh, live a horrendous poverty ridden life, so to speak. Um, great things with the with the orphan train. Right. Right. So it and it was kind of fascinating because when Dr. Kingsbury first started bringing children, you have to realize the train didn't come all the way. So they had to come part of the way by train and then travel overland the rest of the way. So that kind of makes it pretty interesting. Yeah, um, you know, and it brings up a, a lot of thoughts, you know, thinking about like child protective services today and the foster system and the way that you right. involve the children. Like, yeah, no, how many do you want to? Okay. Here's two. <laughs> Here's two. Yeah. Right. So, but you, you know, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we know, we know there was some misuse, but hopefully people were able to grow and there were some great things that came from, from a very noble idea. Right. Right. Um, Sue, I bet you uncover little gems like that all the time in your line of work. Yes, we do. It, it depends on what people uh, donate to the museum. And a lot of times it's, really, really fascinating. And we've been able to build exhibits around things. We've been able to do newspaper articles. We've been able to do heritage articles. So it's it's all tied together and it does make it very interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, very happy that you're there. And of course, with the addition of Carl, you know, there was a lot of construction around the area. Update us on all of that. Well, most of that is finished now. And as a matter of fact, we had a lovely holiday uh, event with Halloween this year. We did our trick-or-treat with historical characters again. And so there was adequate parking for everyone. And we really enjoyed that. We had 775 individuals participate in the two hours we did the trick-or-treat. So the children were just great. They were all really courteous and, and really had a lot of fun meeting the characters and of course getting their candy and their prizes and things. Mm -hmm. So who were some of your characters now that it's over? Now you can tell us. 
Oh, well, we had uh, we had Mr. Harrison who used to run the newspaper and of course donated the property for Harrison Park for the city. We had Elizabeth Harmon and she was there and she was of course a friend of Lincoln's, often had her in her home for holidays. Thanksgiving coming up was one of the holidays he uh, celebrated with the Harmon family. So Elizabeth was there. We also had your own Mr. Pickett to represent WDAN because we not only represent people, we also represent places. So Bill came and did a wonderful job um, with the radio. And we had our school teacher with two different children. One was dressed in the old time of the period uh, child. The other one was dressed more modern and she was dressed for Halloween, which many of the children used to get, you know, big Halloween parties at their schools, especially in the old run room schools. And she actually came as a, a dragon and she bought her, brought her little dragon with her. And the children had a wonderful time petting the little dragon. And we had Amos Williams, the jack of all trades, who held many job positions here in early Vermilion County. And we had the doctor and Mrs. Fithian. And then we had uh, Andrew and Jane Daniel at our coal mine because he was one of the early coal miners in the area who eventually became a local entrepreneur, built the Daniel Building downtown and owned the Ellsworth Coal Company. So it was pretty well rounded with the individuals they could visit. And a lot of the people were taking pictures of their children in costumes with the costume characters. So that was really fun. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it. Um, so I, I want to pick your brain about the Harmon House. So when you were talking about Elizabeth Harmon, I'm assuming that would be of the Harmon House right there on Main right. Street. Mm -hmm. So uh, Kevin Colon recently had an article in the paper about um, some company buying it. And yeah, that's uh, what I heard. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, right. I'm like, you know, I can remember. Do you remember when it was a restaurant for like half a second? I can remember. I can remember when it was a restaurant and then history takes it all the way back. It was a funeral parlor at one time and a lot of other different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so it's changed a lot down through the years. Yes. And if I can remember right, it was a very cool building. So yeah, let, let's hope that somebody can get in there and actually do something with it that, uh, you know, preserves it because you hate to see things like that not be used well. And it, it can be very iconic. Right. Yeah. So. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's take our first break. And when we come back, let's talk about the chance to buy some items. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Community Connection. We have Vermilion County Museum's Sue Richter on this morning. And Sue, you have an exciting event coming up just in time for the holiday season. Yes, this is our biennial, not biannual, biennial uh, sale. And we have this every two years. We started about eight years ago. A lot of people, when they're clearing out their houses to move, clearing out grandmothers, artifacts and things, have a lot of items that they will donate to the museum and they do not fit our collection. But they tell us, well, we will still donate them you can use them for your sale that you have every two years to garner funds for our school program. So that's what we do. Um, so we, we collect throughout the two years and then in November is when we have a sale and our sale this, this year happens to be Friday and Saturday of this week. So what we do is we take the items, we price them and then we put them out. So the selection changes from sale to sale, depending on what is sold. Very little is normally held over 
We try to find places for historical artifacts before the sale ever starts. If someone gives us something that has a historical context, but it's not related to Vermilion County, then we try to see that those go to the counties, you know, where they can be useful if they need them, just like they do with us. So these are actually artifacts that have been donated by individuals so that we can sell them. So they've never been part of the collection and would not be part of the collection. And so it, it allows people to get a little bit of history. And sometimes they're duplicates of what we have. So we already have the main piece in our collection. So I think it's kind of a fun way for people, if they're interested in local history, to uh, obtain something about it. And then we also have other items that are donated for us to sell. Some are uh, artifacts in the furniture line. This year, we have a wonderful selection of rocking chairs from different eras that an individual's downsizing. And uh, so they said, well, they weren't going to sell them. So we could do it to garner funds for the museum. We have display cases that we're not utilizing anymore that we're going to be able to put on sale. So if someone's starting a new business and they want an antique looking display case, something of that sort, that's a little bit different. Those will be those will also be for sale. And so we have a lot of fun with our sale. We get to meet a lot of people uh, that come in that are interested in local history. I bet. So um, is it just going to, you're going to pack that room on the first floor? Is that how it's going to take That's place? That's what we do. We bring everything up to the first floor that we're possibly able to bring up. And then people can come between 10 and 3 on Friday and Saturday to view, you know, what's there and purchase what's there. And uh, we'll take check or cash or credit card. We'll take Visa or Master Charge. But there is a charge if you charge it. You know, everybody has that fee nowadays that you pay. So we do charge a uh, dollar fifty for each charge that's made if someone wants to put it on their charge. But um, it's 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 interesting. I always enjoy watching the people as they're going through the tables to see if there's something that they don't have that they really like to own that they'd be interested in. And of course we have a lot of books that relate to county history. And so those are always fascinating items for people to pick up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking of a book that I bought. Uh, I, I didn't realize Sybil had Sybil Murphys had authored a book, and I bought it and read it. I bought it in your your gift store. It was so fascinating, and you know, just helped to explain a lot of history and and what it was like growing up. I thought that was so cool. I loved that. Yeah, and a lot of people when they come for this sale, they also shop in the gift shop while they're here because maybe they don't know we have it. So they'll go in and they'll purchase other stuff out of the gift shop at the same time. So that makes it kind of nice because it, it makes them aware that we always have certain items on sale in the gift shop throughout the whole year. Mm -hmm. And what I really like about your gift shop, very affordable and kid friendly. So you have anything from, you know, the school kids bringing that dollar to whatever. Right. Yeah. And that makes it kind of nice. In today's world, it's getting harder and harder to find those dollar things for the children, but we strive to do it as much as we can because it, mm -hmm. it's a joy for them to become be able to come in and shop. Definitely. So uh, what, you know, thinking about some of the sales in the past, what have, what have been some of the items that you thought were just really unique? I think being able to have the different history books, uh, some are more readily available than others. And uh, within the last couple of years, we were able to have copies of, of Pearson's history, which normally is not available because there was not a lot of copies of it printed when it was printed. And it's never really been reprinted like the Beckwith history has been. Of course, we always still have the Beckwith histories. 
Uh, Lottie Jones's histories are always very well received. And some years we have those, some years we don't. And then, of course, the old county atlases, people love those. And especially to be able to look back and find ancestors' plots that they had and, and to look at the maps of the towns and see how they were laid out. I think it's kind of fascinating to see what the streets were named and who they were named after. You know, the people from the villages and the towns that lived there. So that's always a lot of fun, too. And then we have some memorabilia from different businesses, sometimes on sale. And those are always interesting. Mm-hmm. So Pearson's, I, I does it ring a bell? What is that? That's a, one of the histories that was written in the late 1800s by Gustavus Pearson. It kind of complements um, Chapman. Chapman is another old Pearson, another old history that we don't get too many of. Uh, the Chapman brothers did one, and uh, the three the three major ones together, Beckwith, Pearson, and Chapman, they pretty well cover the older settlers and pioneers within Vermilion County. Some with pictures, some without. Okay, and Lottie Jones. Lottie, Lottie, of course, most people remember Lottie uh, coming in as a school teacher and writing the county history. Hers came out in the early 1900s, and then hers was followed by Williams. And so they're they're all, you know, ones that we utilize at different times when we're looking up history. Sometimes, occasionally, we do come up with a little book that people are always looking for called Coffeen's Handbook, which was actually a little encapsulated history done about mainly Danville and some areas of Vermilion County uh, when when Coffeen ran his general store here in Danville. So this one actually even predates Beckwith, and it's just a small book. But those every once in a while we come across one of those not very often, and he has a lot of unique information in his books too. Nice. Well, let's take our next break, and we'll come back and finish the show. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection this morning. We have Sue Richter with the Vermilion County Museum, and you have a chance to buy some items November 17th and 18th from 10 to 3. They are going to have items on sale in the main uh, museum building, and you are invited out to look at these items, learn about them, and see if maybe there's a piece that you would like to buy for your home or your business. Right. And if somebody's doing decorating, you know, there's a lot of pieces that can, can be used for that. Okay, so again, a great chance to do that, and it benefits the museum. It also benefits you because, uh, you know, as we've been saying, Sue's talked about some really unique items that you can find, and I'm just interested to come. I don't even know if I'm going to be buying Sue, but, well, okay, my husband's in the room, so I had to preface that. Um, I'm probably going to be <laughs> buying, you know, but I, I can't wait to see some of the items. Right. And and we also have some modern books and things of that sort. So a lot of times people come by uh, to to browse our selection of just, you know, regular books and magazines and things that we have. There's some a few unique items this year in uh, some uh, prints and things that we have. And we're also going to have years and years ago, um, Frank Cullen did the pictures from their actually paintings on on board. They're on uh, like a whiteboard and they were all done with acrylics. And Frank took pictures throughout the county of buildings and sites, then also utilized the pictures out of the museum file. This was all done, I believe they were all done in 1976 in the bicentennial year. 
And so it was a way to show Vermilion County history and people could buy them. We have sold them repeatedly down through the years, but we're going to have the whole collection out with the book that goes with it that shows the pictures in case people are looking for a, per, a particular site or um, scene or building in Danville, and they'll be able to buy those. Those will all be on sale, all of the Cullen ones that we have left. We had a few of them offered earlier this year, and so we decided to bring them all up for the sale. So people can browse through those and see which ones are there. There may be some special ones that they would like to have if they're doing decorating, or maybe it's a school they went to or a church they attended or something from a neighborhood where they grew up. So those are a lot of fun also. And they will all be up this year for this sale, which they haven't been before. Oh, very interesting. Can't wait to see that. So you talked about the sale benefiting your school program. Give us the brief on the school program. Well, we're we're happier into this year's school program. We've had some classes come over this study. Uh, the school pro program is actually the biggest program the museum does. This is all done for free. And we do, st do students from all age groups, from Vermilion County, and even from out of the county. Even the school students that came as part of our Courage to Remember exhibit, they're students that are still considered part of the school program. And so even yesterday, we had students from the Flatville area come over. So this is all done because we can offer all of this free of charge because of the support we get for our school program. So that is really important for the teachers to be able to take the children to learn county history and not have to really put out money to be able to do so, only whatever their bus would cost. Right. Mm -hmm. And then talk about memberships. Again, you know, as we're thinking about the holiday season, what a great gift. Yes, a family membership is just $30, and an individual uh, membership is 30 a senior is 25 And like we always say, it's the gift that keeps on giving because it goes out all year. They get the Heritage Magazine. They're able to participate in normal mu museum activities, and they get notification of things before they come up ahead. So there are some benefits to being a member. And uh, so we have a lot of fun with our memberships. People, people, a lot of times will even buy them and then we send out the membership in a gift card. You know, it goes in a Christmas card stating, you know, it's a Christmas gift from so-and-so, you know, from the museum. So it's, it's really, a, really a nice gift to give. Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, so we've been talking about the chance to buy some items and the different things that go on at the museum. But just thinking about the museum in general, one of the things that my grandsons and actually I get a kick out of this, too, every time is the Lincoln Penny Head. Tell me about yeah. it. Well, this was made by Richard Belton locally. It has over 4000 pennies on it, which is not a lot of money when you think the fact that they're pennies. But even the students that came this week all tend to be gravitated to that Lincoln head penny uh, that's on there. And they were even amazed, you know, they're all turned so the head shows and they're all shaded so that it, you know, it really looks good. They're fascinated by what's underneath it. You know, they want to know, did he carve it first? Did he mold it? Did he sculpt it? What did he make it out of? So it's, it's a great conversation piece and kind of like Lincoln's nose in Springfield that people, you know, kind of touch for luck, you know, they'll say, can I touch it? You know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's just they're like drawn to it. And of course it's shiny. So the light from the window, you know, it just directly, you know, attracts their attention. 
Great piece. So, you know, really fun to go there and visit on a regular day, but especially to go there to have the chance to buy some items. Sue, recap for us one more time what's going to be happening this week with the sale. Yes, the sale for the public will be Friday and Saturday. It's from 10 to 3, and you don't have to pay any door fee or anything. You can come in, you can look around, you can buy, you can not buy, you can visit the regular gift shop. You know, so it's it's just kind of a fun day. And we're amazed at the, the amount of people come for the sale that have never been in the, in the museum. So they always say, well, we'll come back. You know, well, that's what we want them to do. Come back or join or come to the next event, which will be the Christmas open house. Mm-hmm. And of course, we'll have you back on to talk about that because that's always something that's very cool and special. Um, Sue, we are out of time. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Audience, again, absolutely amazing opportunity to buy some things November 17th and 18th. And, you know, even if you're not in the mood to buy, just go look. It's going to be so fascinating. Yes, yes. We hope to see a lot of people come and help support the museum. Okay, definitely. Audience, um, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. We'll be back in the morning with another one. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.